Good morning, 10, uh, 10.07, and um, there's a column, and I used to read it every once in a while. It was uh, Ask Marilyn. I don't know if you've seen that. It was in um, so- some Sunday uh, thing that was added to the newspaper. I, it's been years since I've seen the column. But this woman was supposed to be a genius, and she would answer questions and riddles that were sent to her by readers of her column. It was Ask Marilyn. And it turns out that she has the highest IQ that we know of, of anybody in the world. I mean, higher than Albert Einstein. Her... uh, her IQ um, it is more than Stephen Hawking. So, for reference, most people have an IQ between 85 and 115, or 60 and 72 if you're a Democrat. Anything above 130 is considered exceptional, and 160 and above, you're in the genius territory. Uh, My first wife was a member of Mensa. She was a genius. Marilyn has a score of 228. 228. That is amazing. I'm I'm astounded that that you could have an IQ that high. That is amazing. Uh, in fact, except for Brian, I don't know anyone who even <laughs> even comes close. But I I, I saw that and I yeah, thought it down was at uh, two. <laughs> down at two. Oh Lord! All right, uh, it is Froster Buns Friday, so anything that's on your mind, you can call. Uh, Ken is on the line. Ken, good morning. Good morning. Uh, this is about the uh, uh, tree huggers and the Green Initiative. Peter Uberoff, nineteen eighty four, the Los Angeles Olympics. Uh, they planted one million trees, and the lousy part about trees is they eat carbon dioxide, and and their exhaust emission is uh, oxygen. Yeah. The other thing is that what they did is uh, Los Angeles has gridlock all the time from like five in the morning to seven, eight, nine o'clock in the morning, and they staggered the hours of people going to work, so that lowered the uh, the commute time for people. Uh, Instead of a two-and-a-half or three-hour commute, they had, like, a 40-minute commute. Uh, also, white hydrogen, not green, not gray, white hydrogen. Um, Australia, Europe, and the United States have enough white hydrogen to take care of the planet Earth in perpetuity. And it's, it doesn't have to use solar or, or, or wind or batteries or uh, natural gas or oil. Um, and if you throw a, uh, a trillion dollars out there for somebody to, who has the uh, abilities so you can take care of your house uh, and your vehicle, uh, create your own hydrogen so you can go ahead and do that, uh, that's uh, enough of an initiative for, for the average individual when you dangle a trillion dollars to them tax-free and say, here, here you go, uh, let's, let's move forward because we've made this the greatest country in the world. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Are you suggesting 
the government come up with a trillion dollars to promote hydrogen? No, 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 no. The people pull pull the money together like a uh, just like they throw a a dollar, two dollars, or three dollars to uh, to uh, uh, try and get the lottery kind of a thing. Uh, and and what happens? Put- and what happens? Do I have to have a, a something to develop that creates hydrogen in my backyard? Is that what I do? Yeah, real small, like the size of a, a of a suitcase, and that'll that'll take care of heating and cooling your home and. Uh, providing the energy for your vehicles. I see. And can I make it portable? Can I put it in my car? And absolutely. Yeah. I see. You can go out to the Mojave Desert right there and take the brackish water, and because it has hydrogen and oxygen, or go out to the to the uh, Pacific, the Atlantic, the Gulf, the Great Lakes, uh, rivers, streams. And, and, and what happens if I? That. And what happens to that water in the very cold climates? Well, when you're when you're processing that. Uh, you can go ahead and provide the heat to uh, make it yeah, liquid. Yeah, but I park my car outside. Or a, or a, I park my car outside at night. How yeah. am I going? Look at I an gonna... LED. LEDs don't use a tremendous amount of of energy. Uh, where I work, the entire shop is four hundred and sixty foot long, one hundred and forty yeah, feet well, wide. Yeah, will an LED keep that that tank of water from uh, freezing? Sure, because uh, water doesn't freeze at thirty two; it freezes. Uh, a, a little bit colder. But what, what if that. I'm in a climate where it is a little bit colder? What if I'm in North well, Dakota? You can, you can go ahead and, and insulate that container. Yeah. <laughs> and right. as, you're, as you're providing all right, all right, the energy, all right, okay, you, you all right, have all right. the heat. Ken, Ken, thank you. All right, appreciate it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Oh, boy. Um, let me just get Tony Lupo on because he understands the environment. Tony, Professor, welcome. How are you? Hi, I'm fine, Gary. Uh, how are you doing today? I, too, am well. There was I played the audio uh, earlier in the week about a couple of studies that apparently have been peer-reviewed that refute the whole man-made global warming catastrophe. Um, and it, it turns out that your name is on one of those studies. Yes, it is. The uh, study by Willie Soon and... Uh, uh, Ronan Connolly. Uh, they looked at, uh, they actually looked at uh, the detection. They tried to attribute um, factors that have contributed to warming since 1850. And they tried to quantify, you know, what could be due to humans, what could be due to natural uh, factors. And uh, one of the things that they found is that there's two competing ways that solar variability is looked at. There's a low variability solar model and a higher variability solar model. So if you look at the higher one, you can explain more of the warming through solar activity. And they also talked about the heat island effect, which I know you've talked about a couple of times where, um, a lot of stations that were initially uh, rural stations are more urban now, and so that adds a little bit of a that adds a little bit of a boost to those temperature series, and uh, where, where there may not be one in reality, just because you know when you look at the surface of the Earth, maybe four to six percent of it is urbanized. Well. We just had a, a particularly warm summer. Um, what caused that? Any idea? Well, 
um, I would say we had a particularly warm summer from about New Mexico to Alabama and south of Oklahoma. <laughs> and the media, for for the entire summer, they tried to tell us that it was the whole United States. And in fact, Missouri's summer was just barely above normal. It, it was maybe within a degree of normal especially for eastern Missouri. And then western Missouri was actually at or slightly below normal. So they got people thinking, oh, we had this bad summer. I think what made this summer bad was the fact that it's been so dry. That's been a problem. Well, that dry, there you go. That's it. <laughs> Professor, it's the dry. The dry is caused by global warming. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's not entirely true either when you look at when you look at cycles that relate to El Nino and La Nina you can explain why we've been dry that is El Warmo and El Coldo El for Coldo, those of you yes, yes. <laughs> I want to make sure they understand <laughs> they don't all they don't all speak ever all, you know all the languages uh, uh what about uh, Europe didn't they have a, a hot summer now, Europe and places did have a hot summer, uh, and of course, that's going to make a lot of news since uh, the media is, you know, there's a lot of people that live there, obviously, but that's going to make a lot of news because the media is just going to make a big deal about where it's going to be warm. So, uh, and, and uh, they did say that on Earth, uh, July and August were among the hottest in the past century but again it's only the past century uh, we can't say anything more than that so um g give me a little more detail on this uh, sun causing things to get warm concept that you've invented out of whole cloth uh, <laughs> <laughs> you want me to believe that the sun has something to do with the temperature here <laughs> well you left we laugh at that, but I actually get some people asking me that. But uh, again, the sun is the sun does go through its cycles and variations, and how much energy it puts out. And uh, of course, if we didn't have the sun, we would be a very cold uh, minus four hundred forty degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> is that how cold it is in outer space? Four hundred minus four forty. Roughly, roughly. Oh, I'll say that's rough. Um, <laughs> I'll take the global warming, thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think so. Um, so the, the sun has variations in output. Can we expect at some point, Tony, that things are going to start cooling off again? Well, you can expect that because if the sun is going through these variations on longer and shorter and longer time scales, uh, we may be due for a cooling here very soon. Um, when you look at some of the temperatures that we've been having globally, temperatures have been continuing to climb. But we've had some periods here where things have been pretty chilly. Uh, the weather coming up in uh, the beginning of next week, it'll be some of the coldest we've seen in late October in almost 30 years. So 
you know, these things will continue to happen where we see these <coughs> warm and cold days. But um, I think we would get cooler soon if the sun goes through a period where it gets cooler. There's a, uh, a friend of mine uh, that I grew up with who was a professor uh, at, uh, I think, in the University of Chicago um, or Illinois. It's Doug McHale. And uh, he he told me that eventually it was going to start cooling and that uh, we'd have a, a, even a mini ice age. Uh, and he said, walk for your life. The glaciers are coming uh, because he thinks there's, you know, another side to this coin that's going to happen. Oh, exactly. Exactly. We do go through these cycles with the sun and and with the ice ages. Um. All right, so uh, are we really likely to get snow? Well, I think we may get some on uh, Sunday on the back end of this system. <coughs> Sorry, I, found, I am still struggling with this. <coughs> oh, we've got to get uh, Tony a cough button. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm still struggling with this cold, but... Um, on the back end of the system, we should see some flurries or some snow mixed in. It would not surprise me. All right. Uh, professor, thank you for being with us. Really appreciate it. Yeah, sorry about that. You oh, know, that's, you get, that's all right. When you get, get your health back, like you give us a call back and <laughs> we'll yeah, put you, you back on. You get under the weather in the fall. so Yeah. <laughs> All right, Professor Tony Lupo, thank you for being with us. And, Brian, if that snow hits and you get stuck, you know who to call. Uh, not Gary Nolan. What do you mean? I got <laughs> you out of trouble the last yeah. time you got. Uh, sure you did. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, it's the Gary Nolan. My, my leg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the Gary Nolan Show. We'll take your calls on the Zimmer Radio Network. It's 24 minutes after 10 o'clock. Uh, I've got a personal story about somebody who's... Uh, Thinking of getting married, it's so stupid. I don't know why she's doing this. I will give you the details on that. Um, it, but sometimes women make some really questionable decisions. Ladies, don't get too upset with me. I, it's not all of you. It's just some of you. I'll explain that uh, probably about 1035. Don, good morning. Good morning. Hey, I enjoy listening to you practically every day. What do you mean okay. practically? What well, mean? because some days I'm not able to. Oh, that's that's oh, a good thing a, because uh, we do have a uh, small fine that's involved with not listening to the okay. program. So right. if you can leave your credit card number a after you uh, finish with Gary, I'll collect all that information and the small fine. And don't forget okay. that uh, th little secret number. Uh, <laughs> we need that, too. <laughs> Go ahead. Seven seven two zero one. No, Go ahead, Don. I'm sorry. We're just clowning around. Go ahead. Okay. So anyway, uh, the uh, previous discussion about uh, global warming and how we've, uh, you know, the alarmists say we've only got, I guess now about nine years to go before the planet implodes. But uh, I was born in 1952, and uh, there was three years straight there that uh, it hardly rained, and that was the era that a lot of people in this part of the country moved to California because they couldn't make it on the farm. I think it got up to about 114 degrees there for several times, and everything just, all the crops burned up. And that was, uh, and, yeah, 71 years ago, and uh, long before global warming. 
Well, no, that would be uh, global warming. <laughs> we got up to 114 degrees in 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 Missouri. It was warming. <laughs> May not have been anthropogenic, but it was warming. Uh, anyway, thank all you. right. Thanks, Don. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Look at the temperatures in the 1930s, and I love it. They always have an excuse for why the obviously, uh, you know, for why the obvious isn't really important. No, no, it was only the uh, middle of the country. Uh, okay, well, this was only the south uh, part of the country. It doesn't matter. They, oh, no, no, that's, that's, that's not climate. That's just weather. I see. But the moment it gets warm, that's climate. If it gets cold, that's weather. It's, it's just so bizarre. So bizarre. Um, I did. Look, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to attack women and, and say that they're all crazy because they're not. Um, I know because I've I married one and, and she's not crazy. But every once in a while, uh, you run into someone who is making a decision about their life, and you think, well, that's just crazy. And I guess there are guys out there who, who are, are just as crazy. I, I shouldn't say this. But in this case, it is, it is a, 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 it's a woman. And she's, she's in her late, uh, mid to late 20s, and she's been dating this guy for quite a while. And she's pregnant with, with his son. Uh, and when she, well, she got pregnant with his son. And for some reason, uh, she went through his phone and found out that he was cheating on her. So, they're dating, she's pregnant with his son, he's cheating on her, and she doesn't trust him anymore. She even said, <clears throat> if he steps outside the house, I'm, I want to know where he's at. And yet she wants to marry the guy. I don't know what, my advice is, Take a, a, a long, deep breath, uh, because this is this is going to be a mistake. This is going to be a mistake. My advice was, don't marry the guy. If he's cheating on you now, if he was cheating on you while you were pregnant, he's going to cheat on you later. And you're going to not trust this guy... Every time he walks out of the house, you're going to wonder, is he going to meet somebody? That's no way to have a relationship. So that was my advice. Brian, what would you tell her? Same thing. Don't, don't marry the guy. No. I mean, the same thing happens in uh, families where there's uh, domestic uh, incidents, you know, where the husband is beating the wife. She's, well, I can't leave him. I'm... I love yeah. him. They just can't. They can't let go. It's it's a lot deeper than what we we as men could do. Yeah, get rid of them. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're different creatures. They really are. I know but you've I, heard differently from the left. <laughs> but, We're supposed but you to can't trust them. them. Yeah. So, what would your advice be? Here's the thing: you don't want to be the one to crush everything. That's why I said take a deep breath. Uh, I'll, I'll give you some more details here in just a moment. 
It's the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. It's uh, 1035, and this this girl is uh, she's pregnant, and the guy that, that the father of the baby has been cheating on her. And she doesn't trust him. She she can't uh, let him out of her sight. If he says he's going to the store to buy a pack of cigarettes, she wants to go with him. And yet she wants to marry this guy. And you know, my my response was cool your jets. That's my that's what I you know because you don't want to be the one to walk up to someone and say uh, you know, look uh, this is wrong. Don't marry him. I don't want to be the one to say that because, you know, somewhere down the road, uh, you know, that comes back to haunt me. Hey, that's the guy that told me not to marry you. No, just cool your jets in in hopes that cooler heads prevail. But if if she's not trusting the guy, if he's, you know, got her knocked up and he's out cheating on her, why would you want to marry him? I don't know. I, I I don't understand how these people come to these conclusions. I mean, it, it, the, 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 this kid is is headed for a tumultuous life. When this kid, when this baby is born, it's going to be a tumultuous life. His mom was intimate with somebody that she wasn't in love with, got pregnant. Well, she says she loves him, but she's just, she doesn't try. I mean, what a mess. Why would you, why would you be dating someone like, I don't know. I, I just, it's an unfortunate situation. My best advice was just cool your jets in hopes that it doesn't happen. I don't think she should marry him. Brian, you're, you agreed? Yes, I would did. Would you actually uh-huh. tell her don't marry him? Yeah, I think so. I think that would be the warning flag right there, no? You know, you know, what if, you know, a year or two down the road, they're married, and, you know, she says, Brian's the one who told me not to marry you. <laughs> now the guy hates you. It would be better just, I don't know, cool your jets. Just cool, wait, give it some careful thought. Don't jump into this. I don't know. Let me see what Todd thinks. Todd, good morning. Hi, good morning. Hey, listen, I had a really close relative who just went through this exact same thing, exactly. And I couldn't figure out what, what's going on. So I did a lot of research, and the young woman you're referencing has a trauma bond. Have you heard that before? Trauma bond? Uh, yeah. not ex- no. Is this something to do with her well, upbringing? I'm not going to... I mean, I can't get into it. You'll have to... Not to be rude, but you'll have to do your own research. But it affects the areas of your brain. It's like an addiction. It's like, um, it actually, and I can't, is it oxy? Whatever. I can't think of the hormone it produces. She's physically addicted to the guy. And she needs help. Someone needs to intervene. That's what I did. Anyway. Just you, so you intervened in this, and, and you did you stop someone from getting married? Did you convince her not to marry him? It's, it's, it hasn't ended yet, but I'm just saying exact same thing happened to me. That's I, I, I would definitely tell her not to get married. That would I, that's what I would do. Just in short. But okay, is that what, is that what you did? Did you tell this relative of yours just don't marry uh, the guy? 
I'm not going to answer that. I know too many people. Hey, listen. Look right. it up. Trauma All right. bond. All right. Todd, Have thank you. You too. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Trauma bond. Sounds like a glue, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, we got the uh, the blue one here is a uh, uh, perma bond. Uh, this we have JB Weld, and we have trauma bond. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not a laughing matter. We're just fun making fun of the name. We'll look it up and find out what that is. In the meantime, Paul is on the line. Paul, good morning. Good morning. Hey, you know you you call this woman crazy, and um, I just want to say I'm not so ready to call her crazy i mean think of of the bind she's in she's she's carrying this guy's child if she you severs the relationship then she's stuck with being a single mom and a baby daddy and and we know that doesn't have a good outcome for anybody really so what's she supposed to do but um i mean i mean call me crazy you can call me crazy if you want but there was an old old thing that we used to use a generation or two ago that uh, don't give away the milk until they bought the cow you know and we we still think that we know better and uh, our our modern day morals are you know uh, superior to what we did in the past but we've got all these pathologies we're dealing with where we're kind of like people who uh, bought a computer that came with a operating system that works on it real good but we we got too smart and we bought another operating system and it, that we installed on this computer and the computer works horrible and instead of going back to the old operating system we want to uh, we want to think that we can uh fix the new operating system and make this thing work better but uh uh you know we're we we, we we've really made some wrong terms and we need to humble ourselves and and uh get back to um the the way our designer designed us to function best. But anyway, you allowed me to get on my, um, cross my bun soapbox too. All right, Paul, thank you. Uh, what is trauma bonded relationship? It is when a person forms a deep emotional attachment with someone that causes them harm. It often develops from a repeated cycle of abuse and positive reinforcement when this occurs between partners it is a trauma-bonded relationship. Um, I've seen women that uh, have relationships with guys that physically abuse them and they won't walk away. And saying crazy was probably the wrong thing to say. But certainly uh, seemingly irrational decisions uh, with these relationships. And, you know, if if somebody that you're in a relationship with is abusing you, you need to get some help. You need to get out of there. Uh, But marrying somebody that is cheating on you, well, that's, you know, and cheating on you while you're pregnant. Like, holy Toledo, what what could possibly happen down the road there that's any good? Uh, Let's see, John uh, says... Gary, I think you and the friend have a modern times error in your thinking related to relationships without marriage. They have not made any permanent commitment such as marriage, and therefore he cannot be cheating on her. I know that's not popular thinking today, but quite frankly, playing house with someone without a permanent commitment results in bad outcomes. I do agree, however, that she should not marry him. 
she should sever the relationship, pursue a more healthy one with a better moral foundation. I disagree. I think it is cheating. If you're in a, uh, uh, in a relationship, just because you haven't had it sanctioned by the church uh, or the government doesn't mean that it isn't a relationship. Uh, you're in a relationship and you're committed. You tell, you know, you, you, you tell each other you love each other and um, that's, that's a committed relationship. And he's cheating on her. I don't think you need to be married to consider... Brian, do you think you need to be married to consider it a committed relationship? I don't think so, no. Uh-uh. Oh, I think two people can have a relationship that's committed without, uh, without a government or religious sanction. But if he'll cheat on you when you're most vulnerable, well, what will he do later? I don't know. Uh, my, my best advice was just slow it up. Back off. Think it through carefully because you're going to have a life of, of uh, resentment. And if you don't trust him now, you never will. One of the things that makes a relationship really work is that you do trust each other. Boy, if you don't, I imagine that's a, a real tough road to hoe. Uh, there, there are some signs of trauma binding, by the way. Denial of the other person's fault, justification for their actions, increasing isolation from support structures, and increasing dependence on the partner. Get some help. You're listening to The Gary Nolan Show, and it's the Zimmer Radio Network. It's uh, 10, to t- 10 to 11. I almost said it was 10 to 10. That'll throw everybody off. Um, and we were talking, if you just turned the radio on, about this uh, young lady I know who's thinking of marrying uh, this guy that cheated on her while she was pregnant. And I'm, I'm just thinking this is a bad idea, and I don't understand why some people make these kinds of decisions. And, you know, I don't want to come out and just say, no, don't do it. But I did say, you better slow down. Uh, give it some time and some careful thought. Uh, why would you want to marry somebody you don't trust? You know, and, w- and what would you tell her? Uh, so uh, with that in mind, we'll get Tony on, and then I'm going to bring up a, a, an email that I got yesterday. Tony, good morning. Good morning. I think she's smart. Oh? Not crazy. Well, she just you- turned it into a business transaction, not a marriage. Explain. She's got him on the ropes for the next 18 years. She's going to get a check from him. And anything that he's got, whenever he cheats again, she's going to get half of it. Yeah, she's going to be miserable. And that means the environment this kid is raised well, in is going to be miserable. She marries him. A year later, she divorces him. And he's on the hook for the next 18 years. He's still on the hook if his name is on the birth certificate. Just saying, I don't think, I mean, I think it's a business, tra- I think she's looking at it as a business transaction, or I would if I was her. Well, she's telling me she loves him, so I don't know. All right, Tony, Maybe. thank you, buddy. Thanks. Appreciate it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Corey, good morning. Hi, it's Lori, and I'm saying run screaming as <laughs> fast run, as she can. Run yes. screaming. Yes. Um, you, you know, there's a a sound of of um, 
experience here that I'm I'm sensing. Maybe it's somebody you know. Maybe it's you. Yeah, it's a friend. <laughs> You're calling for a friend. <laughs> yep, she needs to run screaming. It doesn't change, does it? Nope. I mean, if when you're pregnant, you are your most vulnerable. And why would yep. you, you know, and, and if he'll cheat on you when you're most vulnerable, <laughs> you're in trouble. That's right. Cheater's going to cheat. A cat's a cat. And you know he's, uh, you know, if you're afraid every time he walks out the door, what kind of life is that for you and the kid? It's a horrible life. Move on. All right, Laurie. Thank you very much for the call. Glad, glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. I got a message. I got an email. Uh, and by the way, in the next hour, we're going to talk about uh, homelessness and low-cost housing and all that stuff in Columbia. But I got this email. Uh, it says, uh, Gary, we all know you're quote-unquote all in. It's literally in quotes for Ashcroft. Uh, and, and believe it or not, uh, and I think people would be surprised. I have not made up my mind uh, who I want for governor. Uh, not by any means. Uh, so I'm not all in uh, for uh, Secretary Ashcroft. But anyway, the email goes on to say, however, for the rest of us, would you at least ask him whether or not he supports the Safety Through Strength Initiative for the rest of us? So, so the implication is that everybody knows about this Safety stu Through Strength initiative. I don't know about it. So I got on the interwebs, and I did a web search, and I tried it with a couple of different terms, including Safety Through Strength, Safety Through Th Strength Initiative, Safety Through Strength Initiative Missouri. Apparently, the rest of us is... Is not aware of this uh, because even the interwebs aren't. Brian, have you heard of the safety through? He actually uh, called the show when uh, Jay was on last time, asked about that very topic, and put him on hold. And he never was able to hold on long enough to ask that question. But I think I uh, did a web search and I couldn't find any information on it either. I mean, it has a nice a nice ring to it, safety through strength, <clears throat> but I don't know what it is. A reply to him and say, please send a link to what you're referring. Yeah, I, I looked it up, and uh, I get protecting health and safety, Missouri Chamber, safer Missouri, stronger Missouri, Missouri Chamber. Again, it seems to have to do with, um, uh, I don't know, crime and health, I has anybody within the sound of my voice heard what this initiative is, the Safety Through Strength Initiative, and would you call and share it? I guarantee you the rest of the state is not, you know, waiting with bated breath for gubernatorial candidates to respond to this question because nobody knows what the hell it is. Can't be waiting for the answer to a question you don't know exists. So if you're familiar with the Safety Through Strength Initiative. That's what this listener is calling it. Would you pick up a phone and call me at 800-529-5572? Or if you're local, 874-9390. Or go to GaryNolan.com and explain it. Give me a link, something. 
because it it doesn't appear anywhere that I can find, and it may somewhere. Here's here's one: the Children's Division of the Missouri uh, provides online training programs for child care. Provide that can't be what he's after. Somebody out there must know. Uh, and you know, if I find out that it's a legitimate question, I'll certainly ask. I did come across this just now. Safety Through Strength Initiative is an outgrown of the state preparedness survey that was sent to Missouri Governor Mike Parson on June 8, 2022. The survey was intended to assess Missouri's civil preparedness in light of increasing threats by enemy nations such as China, Russia, North Korea. Uh, it goes on and on. I can uh, send you a copy of that link if you'd like. Yeah, I'm getting things like Safe at Work Missouri Labor, Trauma Informed Care, Safe at Work Safety Programs, Statewide Victim Services. I'm not getting the uh, the gist of this thing. You have it now? What did you did you send I just it? put it in our little site. Okay. Well, then I will uh, I will take a look see. But I I I'm pretty sure people aren't dying to find out about his uh anybody's position on it because nobody knows about it. All right. It has, um, from Liberty News, the Safety Through Strength Initiative, key to keeping America strong, free, and sovereign. So what, what exactly are they looking for here? All right. I will do this during the break. I will uh, I'll read through this. And find out if there's any there there, if this is really anything of interest or of concern. Uh, then we'll talk a little bit about homelessness in Columbia, low-cost housing. Uh, just how much money should the government spend? How much of your money should they spend on it? And we'll also talk about removing a requirement for high school students to show essential skills before graduating. Now, universally, you would think that was the whole point of going to school, uh, was to gain some essential skills, reading, writing, and arithmetic. However, uh, in Oregon, they're thinking, yeah, let's not make that so important. You don't have to master those. It's not, it's not, it's not important. And apparently the reason for that is a disproportionate number of minorities are failing so let's so let's just get rid of the requirement it seems to be their their response to this according to state documents the assessment of essential skills benchmark typically not met under certain some certain circumstances say what they are next on the Gary Nolan show the Zimmer radio network This is The Gary Nolan Show 